that's where we're going. <laughs> Back in your lives, in your ears, and in your face. Welcome to another episode of Papa Jesus, episode 78. We're getting on in the numbers. Um, I even had the live stream right now on my phone to see if, if everything was working. So please, everybody, let us know if, if the, um, the audio is working your side. But thank you so much for tuning into Papa Jesus. Like I mentioned earlier, if you are a new listener and this is your first time, my name is Gareth. I'm your host. And um, I look forward to a happy, harmonious relationship with you. But um, I'm super stoked to be doing this every Thursday. And um, I, you know, it's just, it's, if, you want, if you enjoy good South African music, if you enjoy any type of music, we get deep and we get involved and we, we check it out. We, we talk to all the artists interesting from all walks of life. But tonight I've got a fun one. It's one that I've actually wanted to do for quite some time. It's someone um, that, that I know as someone I, go, I went to once a week for many, many years. Up until now, obviously, with lockdown and all that kind of jazz, we got George van Espey of all so many projects, Crawling King Snake, uh, Taxi Violence, Goodnight Wembley, and of course, he's the KC Double B, the Kill City Blues boss. I'm not going to keep him waiting, so let's introduce, ladies and gentlemen, George van Espey of Taxi Violence. What's up, my dude? How's it going? Sorry for the little technical mm. delay there, brother. No, it's all good, guy. I know, I know how it goes. No, for sure, for sure. It's good to see oh. you. Yeah, what were you, you going to say then, man? You too. No, no, I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> I was just yeah, like, dude, yeah, shit happens, you know. Shit yeah, happens. of course. I mean, it, it happens. But uh, we managed to come right in pretty quick time, which I'm, I'm very happy about because uh, I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time, dude. Uh, um, every single time I bumped into you, you always gave me such praise about, you know, the podcast and whatnot. And I always said, listen, we must get together and we must do this. So I'm finally glad we're here and um, we got a lot to talk about. But in in very short how are you doing dude what's what how's your last month or two been um it's been it's been a ride eh it's been a I ride can imagine. um uh, lots of changes happening in a very short time and uh, having to adapt very quickly but uh it is being done uh, i am adapting and uh um you know it it took a while to sort of um, I would just say just sort of get over the initial shock of, um, you know, Kill City closing or having yeah. to close. But then once I was over that shock, it uh, it kind of got easier. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I suppose you mentioned it. We're going to get straight into it. Is that, is that um, it's been a rough time. I mean, I've got to be honest that, that Kill City Blues is, in my opinion, if and I think in many other people's opinion, one of the most revered rehearsal spaces or just a space for musicians to hang out um, in in the in the country, dude. And um, you know, we've all had such epic memories there. Um, I, I wanted to kind of like go through the whole history with it you with you tonight, obviously including. Um, you know, your bands and your projects and stuff like that, because I'm a huge fan of all your projects. Um, I first discovered, you know, 
your one of your particular bands in about 2013 just before i started getting in, involved in the local scene and i was blown away um so so i want to go i want to go into the whole deep de depths and my first question with you uh, for you is are you originally from cape town where, where are you from <laughs> like what like where where does george van der come from what does it sound like <laughs> <laughs> um okay without i don't want to be disrespectful you can't help me out here bro. <laughs> i would no, say uh, no. maybe pretoria yeah yeah okay. you'd be right um okay. i i was born in pretoria uh moved down to cape town when i was about six okay and then uh moved around quite a bit stayed in weinberg musenberg simonstown and then eventually uh stellenbosch and then went overseas and came back to Cape Town. Okay. Now what no. happened with the overseas things? Did you just, just do like a gap year kind of vibe? Yeah. Well, back then, you know, yeah. in my day, <laughs> um, uh, uh, you, you could still go to England for two years and, and do sort of uh, what, you know, it was yeah, a working holiday kind of thing, working holiday type of thing. And, um, you know, I, when I was, uh, 18 i decided uh i don't know what i'm gonna do yet so uh, i decided okay let's go overseas and just do whatever comes my way um dive deep, deep into to life and see if i can manage uh which i did luckily nice. and i did some ridiculous shit um ridiculous jobs um what geez i fucking licked envelopes for one job what um, uh, yeah did you did you have but the you... wax included as well you had to you had to wax the envelope and then had to to put the put the hot wax in the stamp or what no i literally had to lick it but you can't do it for too long because you'll actually get poisoned oh my um, word that's but but and i worked at a duty-free uh warehouse i worked at a sandwich bar i worked um at, at a computer assembly place and then i worked at a, a did a live-in bar job um and you know it was it was fun because you're 19 and you don't give a shit what what you do and you don't have a reputation and you don't you know you're just some random dude from south africa and england yeah and um it taught me a lot because eh? i had to pay bills i had to pay rent I had to get to work, I had to buy food. And uh, very quickly you realize you grow up, you know, you grow up. And that's that's kind of what I wanted to do is stand on my own two feet and, and not rely on my parents to feed me, you know. Sure. And, 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 and I think uh, it's actually a pity that that sort of um, what you, that program or opportunity isn't there anymore because a lot of people could learn from it especially kids sure. nowadays um everything's not just fed to you um, yeah no offense I mean, no no for sure i mean that that's uh, i mean i did something slightly different. i didn't do the uk i did the states um but it, it it really does those two years early on straight off the school i mean think about it everybody has a a school career essentially they do the 12 years and then a lot of people nowadays i've seen kids will stay with their parents up until they're 23 24 and then um start looking mm. and moving out at, 
in my day, <laughs> in our days, is, is, is uh, we I was used... seaman first class. <laughs> yeah. I was a good swimmer. <laughs> you should have seen was... the girls in our day. I was top of my class. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But back in the day, we would, I mean, not back in the day. God, we make, we make ourselves sound old. We're not that old, bro. Well, I'm fucking nearly 40, man. Uh, it's, I'm nearly I, I 40 feel... myself, dude. I'm I feel 42. 28 though, you know, it's all in, all in the mind, you know? Yeah, exactly. When you do have a night out, you, uh, you feel it for the next two days, you know, it's not just like get up and go, you know? No, 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 <laughs> totally. I, I, I agree with you there for sure. Plan but, when you're going <laughs> to. Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, shit, I, I uh, had, listen i mean i can put them back but i was playing some games with the buddy <laughs> listen it's lockdown i wasn't doing much i was playing games with the buddy but i managed to suck back 12 beers um that in porn uh, up, eh? yeah <laughs> 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 Woo, get you by eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, page 147 um i saw actually a funny <laughs> meme the other day but i can't i, I mean it, it's one of those had to be there situations i, w I wouldn't want to even try and explain because i'd look like an absolute idiot but um at the same what we're talking about is that usually about 18 would be out to the uk mm. or doing some sort of holiday working holiday kind of thing it's it's a lot and, and i feel sorry for the kids nowadays that don't actually get that opportunity to do that right because the laws have changed mm. and things have changed people don't get to go do their skiing um working skiing holidays or it's just a lot more difficult it's a lot more expensive and all that kind of stuff so count yourself you know privileged in the sense that you were able to do that you know because times have changed i i, I do you know and it um it made me grow up very quickly and um it also made me realize what I wanted to do eventually um, because uh, I had no clue when I went over there. I just um, knew I was into music and uh, I wanted to do something in that field, but I'm, I wasn't sure what. And I met a lot of people on the way that uh, kind of gave me uh, some insight into sound engineering or being in a in a band or anything to do with music sound production making music um i actually started djing dub i don't know if a lot of people know what dub is it's uh <laughs> not not it's, it's, like i mean dub isn't <laughs> like those it's it's a it's a long step before dubstep yeah it's it's not yeah. dubstep yeah no it's, no but, but um, it's the the dub was all it's, the it's, bass beats and it's Yes, it's basically reggae that was remixed, but they did it all with old school tapes, the reel-to-reels, um, and they'd put delay on certain parts. And uh, you know, that was the first remixing that actually happened. Um, you know, guys like Lee Scratch Perry and um, King Tubby and those guys, they... I don't know if you know who they are, but anyway. I actually don't. I, I don't, but, but you mentioned the reggae and the dub. Are you aware yes. of, an, of an artist called Dub FX? Um, no. Yeah, you should check him out, dude. I mean, I'll send I'll send you some shit from him. He he works on an RC five or five. You know those loop stations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then he'll he'll get like other artists and he'll collaborate and then he will build a track from scratch. But some of the most intense, amazing reggae music, and they sit on like rooftops and they've got they've got um like monitor you know obviously the studio monitors and whatnot like powering 
out into the fields and stuff. You must definitely check it out. But I understand. Oh, so that'd be so amazing. you were doing dub DJing, hey? And that was in U- in the UK. So your first interest yeah. was mainly like production. It was. But before that, I played in a band called Drain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny when everybody mentions their old band names. They're like, oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, look, it was, it was named after that Nirvana song called Drain You. Yes. Um, uh, I was 14 years old. The other guys were 16 and 17. And uh, during assembly, we used to uh, have this like sort of sing-along thing. And then afterwards, they said, um, we're looking for a drummer. If anybody wants to audition, that's cool. And I went, I stayed, stayed around and, and I did uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I got into the band, and sure. um, soon after that, uh, we got a record deal with an independent label called Trippy Grape. Trippy um, Grape, and uh, that was during the whole Stellenbosch revolution, uh, um, when Springbok noodles, Springbok noodles came out. Um, okay, not necessarily Quiz Com Bass, Valiant Swat, mm-hmm. and then all these bands like Lithium Nine. Uh, those kinds of bands were around mm-hmm. uh, and we were the sort of silver chair of South Africa, the kids. And we were on the scene and we released an album when I was 14. And I think I played my first Opie Copy when I was 15 or 16 years old, right, sure. right before Nude Girls. That's crazy. As a drummer, as a drummer. You know, oh, so were you, play- the- were you playing drums, dude? I was playing drums, yeah. Is that, is that Drain You song goes, it goes, is that, is that the Drain There's There's one part where it goes all freaky. Yeah, 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 that's, that's exactly. And then it goes, yes. yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing, dude. Like, I mean, I love that song. Anyway, Art, what's up? Say, say what's up to George, dude. Come on. What's up, George? Come on. How's it, Boots? How's it, Boots? Yeah, we will get to the, the times where you guys have shared a stage. but You, um, you must ask yeah. him also about his Pacella voice. He has to do a part of the interview with oh his Pacella voice. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, but, dude, when, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, carry on. When would you like me to do that? Well, I mean, it's up to you. I, uh, I can call please. for it at any time. Yeah. <laughs> do it right now. <laughs> Welcome by Papa Jesus. Welcome by Papa Jesus. We are Arthur Pereira. We are Oh man, that's so good, dude. I love it. We used to have so many laughs about that, dude. <laughs> like, a lo- yeah, so a lot of people, a lot of people have told me I should do, go into to voiceovers, and I, I, well, at this stage, I actually think I should because I need I think to you make should. money. You yeah, know? chat to Kevin Rule. He can maybe help get you in there because he does some voiceovers for some Indian TV shows. Like, uh, oh, English, I've heard about English that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they actually, yeah, no, they do that quite. I'm a not bit. gonna do the accent. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that'd be racist. No, that's amazing. This is not the office, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, you could yeah. also like cut some cut some costs and and cut out the middleman and do the recording yourself. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, that's sick. So you were doing dub, and then it, so you you um you discovered your love yeah, for music or, or being in a band, you know, with Drain and stuff. So carry on w- w- with that story. 
Yeah, so, so it's it's quite a tragic story, actually. Um, oh shit! Uh, so, so Drain uh, kind of finished because our vocalist um, <laughs> committed suicide. Oh my goodness! Um, I'm sorry to yeah, hear that. And he, he was 21 years old. I was at that stage about 16 or 17. And uh, if 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 I don't know if any of you know, but AJ AJ Graham that that plays bass for um, Akadis, this the the little guy with the big bass, uh, and this yeah. and this and the chops. Um, I re- I remember seeing he him was him before, yeah. Yeah, he was he was a bassist, and then David Furi, who was Ramfest. Um, Who's yes, Ramfest? yeah, he's the Ram- oh, no. that's I thought I recognized that name. He he was in the band as well. Um, quite an interesting sort of group, and and mm. how everybody's kind of uh, moved along, but still in the music industry. I, I don't think David's in it anymore. I think he's doing construction or something, um, building, you know, project management, not actually building. <laughs> <himself>. <laughs> Yeah, did I yeah, mean, but anyway, yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, I mean, geez, that that is a tragic end to to a story. I mean, yeah, it 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 was. It was quite quite hectic to deal with something like that at a young age. But how um, old were you? I was sixteen or seventeen, if I remember sure. correct. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and then after that, <laughs> the first band's name was Drain, <laughs> and the second <laughs> the second band's name was Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so good you, you're good with it i mean listen you're good, you're good with the band names because then eventually you came up with taxi violence but we'll get to yeah. that eventually but i still want to hear like so from drain to fresh so you had a i mean like that sounds like a the, an advert for vanish you know or, or jay's fluid you've got a fresh drain you know it was a fresh start you know but yeah but it was so ridiculous because at the time you think it's yeah that's cool man it makes total sense dude it's so and grunge then, bro yeah and it you know it was the grunge era and uh no, for sure. looking back at it now i'm like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I love the music. I just wish the band name was different, you know? Yeah. No, 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 for sure. I mean, listen, I mean, I'm pretty sure that you're proud of every single song that you put out for both bands. I mean, you wouldn't have got those sets and stuff if they weren't, if it wasn't good tunes. So yeah, you obviously uh, worked your way up to a certain point where, you know, you got to that, no, like the point where you guys had like notoriety and stuff. This is true. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we were number one on five FM, all the all the radio stations back then when Barney Simon was still yeah, yeah. playing. Um we played shitloads of festivals. Um and I was fifteen years old, man. Some Dude, of the shows insane. my dad had to come come with, you know. Um I'd have a dope or two, but he was supervising. Um but you know, that was also great support to have, you know. Um, sure. my dad was also in the music industry. He played drums and my grandfather was an opera singer. My aunt is a, uh, a singer, a teacher in, in music. So I, I do come from a musical background. So, sure. um, but it, it, it was just, um, yeah, it was great to, to have that support from my dad. You know, it could have been like, dude, <laughs> 
yeah play rugby which he did want me to do but as long as i had a balance you know yeah um, i mean i think that's what great. every dad wants to do especially you know in in south africa i mean in south africa you know dad wants you to play rugby he wants you to be able to cook a good steak he wants you to be able to cook a nice burwars um you know oh, and have a good time you know <laughs> you know you can i no, no, but for sure a bit like a typical dad in South Africa would want their, their son to expel, uh, excel at the, the national sports or cricket, rugby, yes, or yeah. all that kind of stuff. And nobody expects, you know, their their kids to go into music, you know, as a full-time thing and all yeah. that kind of jazz. So these yeah. bands that you were playing with, Drain and Fresh, were both as a drummer, right? No. Uh, when I played for Fresh, that's actually when I switched over to vocals. Okay. And when did you and, decide uh, vocals was your thing? Well, I, I, I did, uh, I, I played piano and, and, and uh, did uh, vocals uh, at school, you know, with the teachers and stuff. And um, so I had some experience and I thought, why not? You know, the only problem is in Fresh, um, my, and he's still kind of one of my um, idols, is uh, Eddie Vedder. Yes. Uh, uh. From Pearl Jam. And uh, I uh, tried to sing like him. So here, <laughs> yeah. sit under a thunder hill. You know, oh, yeah. you know I did. Tell me why. I did the whole, the you know, Eddie Vedder yeah. thing as a 17-year-old kid, which, uh, in you know, Prime Circle did, and <laughs> oh, what was that song? Yeah, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah, alive. Yeah, alive, yeah. To be that fair, was a great song. So, to be fair, Prime Circle still does it. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, a lot of bands do it, and there's a huge, there is a massive pull for it still to this yeah. day. I have you know, still to this day. Yeah, but he was the original, you know. And anyway, then there was old uh, Scott Stepp with the thorns wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I did that for a while. And then, you know, when I went overseas and did other stuff, I listened back to it and I was like, what the fuck were you thinking? You know, I'm like, do you just sing like yourself? You know, and I, I realized uh, I've got a good voice. Why am I trying to sing like somebody else? And then uh, taxi violence came and uh, I explored that, you know, for the first time, my own voice, actually. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you found your voice. That's for damn sure. I mean. Oh, thanks, Scudable. Uh, it's a disnated plaisir, my Scott. Um, but the one thing is. is <laughs> um uh, i basically just said the same thing as you said but anyway um <laughs> but the the whole thing is is you used when when was um he's he said it was untie yourself but if you is it what is it because it's spelled anti yourself <laughs> i mean uh, uh, <laughs> no you, no it's untie yourself yeah but like when it played on the radio people always got it wrong for some reason i don't know if they spelled it wrong on the paper that they were reading but it was until yourself um what was the other one 
Jeez, uh, I can't even remember. But until yourself. I mean, who <laughs> says until yourself? <laughs> until <laughs> yourself, I can still understand. You know, and yeah, why no, no, have sure. a little? Have a little. You know. <laughs> no, but uh, no, but myself and, and Art had a little bit of a chuckle before because he laughed at me because I personally fucked it up and he was like no bro it's untie yourself just calm your did calm you also yourself. say until yourself i did bro you know but it wasn't possible it was like <laughs> i've got to give myself a little bit of credit here that i was just like i just looked and i was like okay cool what he, um, what he actually said was like their first album is anti yourself <laughs> <laughs> no he said what he and i was like no from from cape town so it's anti you know <laughs> Andy, that would that no, would have been joke. a great uh yeah you know a great version i think um you might still do that one there we go you know there the remix changed um, the lyrics completely <laughs> yeah um but you, you so you decided that you've got a good voice how did you find your own voice because i still when i try and sing something i still try and um imitate a like so, someone else that's always the one thing that I always struggle with. Yeah, it's 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 not an easy thing, eh? And I've I've seen a lot of bands come through Kill City's doors uh, when we're recording or when they're rehearsing, and I can hear that they haven't found their own voice. And it's not an easy thing because it's a confidence thing. It's a it's a question of feeling comfortable with yourself to allow people to hear you as you really are. Yeah. And um, yeah, I struggled there, eh? um, but I had really nice, <laughs> nice. I had really good <laughs> band members that um, sort of spurred me on and they said, dude, no, it sounds great. Don't worry about it. Um, it, it really sounds good. And I was like, really? And then, you know, what I had to do to sort of convince myself was to somehow uh, find something, some recording device and uh, use the music that we recorded and sing over it and find a place that I'm comfortable with. Um, and then I was like, okay, if I sing it like this, it's good. If I sing it like this, it's cuck. Or, you know, it was difficult. And even when the stuff went out, I was still like very shy and self-conscious. It's, it's, um, it's a difficult thing to get over. But once you hit that spot, it's, it's actually quite liberating. And then, then you just go with it. And, if, and, and when you see the response from people at a live show or people coming up to you and saying, dude, I love your band and great vocals or whatever, then you, then you, that confidence builds even more and more, and you, you kind of just go for it. Then you know, I mean, it's it's like that with anybody that you listen to or that you've listened to. Uh, I'm sure they went through the same stuff, like totally. Zach De La Rocha or um, Kurt Cobain or uh, Justin Bieber, whatever. Um, you know. I think a lot of people go through that, but it helps hearing yourself back and then adjusting things that don't sound right to you until they do sound right. And then you go with that. I still struggle uh, with that. I completely still struggle with it. Like um, I've really tried so many times. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to record a song and then sing it myself. 
and then I listened to it. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't release this to the world. I mean, we did this one track where I did a cover of a Blackstone Cherry song, and um, I released it, and it was just so daunting. And I even when I released it, I was like, oh, you know, this was done in one night. We had 14 whiskeys, and you know, you give yourself a built-in excuse almost. You know what I mean? Mm. um where where i still kind of haven't gotten over that that fear of yes other people are going to hear my voice kind of thing and it's and that's a, a person's very raw self right you're putting yourself out yes. there so i can imagine as yeah. a vocalist it is very very hard to get over that hump or that 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 it, it's it's almost like an adrenaline situation in when when it, you're it releasing a song degree, like that yeah. or, or an album for that matter yeah uh, it you know you don't see the guitarist but everything's recorded perfectly mm. um and or a bassist or a drummer and you can do so many takes and the same with the vocalist you can do so many takes but it's not the same when it's physically coming from your vocal cords or chest um yes. or emotions or diaphragm know, as they would say george what, diaphragm yes <laughs> the breathing is very important yes remember to push out when push in when you sing out you okay, know that's okay. what my grandfather always used to say it's a it's actually a very good trick ah, okay. no i'm i'm pushing my diaphragm, <laughs> diaphragm. <laughs> that wasn't ah. me that was that was art eh? <laughs> that little giggle that was pushing me. my <laughs> i'm pushing my diaphragm in Sorry. when i'm singing out yes uh, and and that's how you get the strength out of your vocals. Not that's, by how, pushing that's also out. how you preserve then, air at the same time, surely. Yes, because you run out of breath and then your vocals get thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah. It's actually about pushing your diaphragm in when you sing. That projects. Anyway, um, stuff like important. that I remember. That's, that's important stuff. Yes, yeah. You're not singing from your throat because after one night of one night's show, you're gonna be screwed you yeah. know you're not you're not going to be doing three three four five six shows in a row mm -hmm. um your whole tour is going to be screwed and, and that happened to me in the beginning um and then i had to start focusing i had to start focusing warming up um stuff like that even even when i was recording i started warming up drinking warm tea with lemon in it and mm. you know little things that i remember from what my grandfather taught me and from what i learned and yeah. yeah you have you have a naturally husky voice as well so you I, know it's it, for a lot of people to emulate your voice they would have to use their throat you know and it, uh, that's another thing for, for me hmm. to hear you going you have to sing from your diaphragm and stuff and still be able to get that 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 husky that that raspiness to your voice yeah. is, is seriously yeah it's it's like uh, but it's 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 very cool eh? i mean uh, i've always been a fan of the grungy type husky sh you know i mean remember when when uh when seether or sarangas used to come sing at armchair theater and all that kind of stuff like yes, that's the kind of yeah. stuff that my brain was built on that i loved as a, as a vocalist and you you have those same qualities in your voice and in the raspiness and the huskiness that that i really enjoy and, and i actually oh, you know you. I, I i wouldn't say I've listened to a ton of taxi violence in, in my day, but I've listened to a ton of it in the last week. 
Oh, okay, and, cool. And I've, and, I've, and I've, what do you think? You, you you've gained a daily listener, dude, for sure. I mean, listen. To be honest, sweet. You know, some people are just like they'll they'll listen to they'll know a band and they'll be like, oh yeah, they're a very you know prominent and revered South African band, but you never actually take your time and and go through it and that's why the greatest thing is when when i meet and talk to you guys like you i discover how great the music is and then you then i'm just it's hooked it's on my playlist uh, all the time but you know what i gotta say is before we get into the whole history of taxi violence stuck in a rut bro that is fucking sexy <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's sexy but uh it it's is a sexy a song very... dude it's a it's a it's a hectic song. It's a, it's I know it's intense a hectic song. song. <laughs> yeah. It's intense song. But but um, uh, yeah, it's it that that was one that But it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It is very beautiful. I I still uh I I sometimes tear up when I listen to it depending on what mood I'm in. Other well, I times mean, I'm yeah. just like that's what that's the thing I, that kind of grabbed me it's really it, it it was like i was like whoa this this is this is a really really good song and it, and it moves you you know i mean when i say any song moves me i call it sexy i mean forgive me but i mean also the video with all the 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 hands on on you guys and uh, yes. you've got all the hands on your face and all that kind of stuff i mean it it, it was uh deep and moving yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> Don't touch my face. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. tell you not to touch your face, and then other people touch it. But yeah, anyway, exactly. Um, yeah, that that was a, you know, I think everybody in the band, um, are you know, a lot of people are like, oh, whatever, fucking Radiohead. But um, we we are Radiohead fans, and we appreciate their music. And I'm a big big Tom York fan. Um, I don't want to go emotional in every single song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, when, no, sure, when a song lends itself to something like that, you can draw inspiration from a band like Radiohead. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And that's kind of where I drew inspiration from it and the other guys as well. Um, and that being said, um, I don't write the songs. All of us write the songs. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not me. I, I, I write the lyrics and the melodies. Um, and I usually start with just the melody at a rehearsal or a writing session. Um, and then it kind of gives you a feeling of, it's, it's like a movie soundtrack. You kind of hear the song and then um, you're like, what does this remind you of? Um, this feeling that the music is giving you, this emotion. And then mm -hmm. you kind of like put the the melody to it and then, that creates its own uh, emotion, and then you mm -hmm. put words to it that fit with with all of that. Yeah. But it's it's always been a very collaborative uh, experience, and and nobody is one specific person that writes all the songs. Okay. Before we get into the 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 nitty gritty of taxi violence, when how long was the gap between fresh and taxi taxi violence? I think Taxi started in 2004 and Fresh ended 2000. So it's about four years. Shit, I was yeah. two years out of school at that time. That's crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, fuck, it seems like another dimension. Um, but uh, so just in terms of taxi violence, like 
the one thing I always heard and, and I've never, you know, whenever I've seen you, you've been busy, you've been running the show, you, you, you organizing stock, you sorting the amps, you painting, you, you putting things down, you know, flooring. And, and that's when I've, I've always mm. seen you is, is you've been busy, but I've never asked you, um, a lot of people say is the reason why you came up with taxi violence as a name was because you just saw it on a, on one of the polls, taxi violence or, or for the Cape Argus or yes. something like that. Yes. Yeah. No. Taxi um, violence rocks Cape Town. There we go. There, yeah, there yes. we go. Yeah. Give me one second. Give me sure, one go second. for it. Go for it. Oh, he's got the original thing. I know Ooh, he's going to go get it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's awesome because yeah that's what i heard i mean i've always wanted to hear from the horse's mouth if it if that is actually the case that it was a billboard yeah. or or a or a, pla a plaque on a on a, a light yeah, in the street there we go so, right. there we so go. for everybody that wants to know this is actually it wow taxi Pape violence August, taxi violence rock city damn yes yeah that's amazing I mean, dude I, I actually took it off the the um, the pole that it was on, um, and uh, you know it's still in my house. It's it's amazing. Dude, I've, that's, I've got a whole, whole bunch of them that uh, I messaged the band members the other day, and I said to them, "There's taxi from hell. There's taxi boss gets killed. There's taxi this." <laughs> Uh, do you guys want any of this? And they're like, yes, I want that one. I want that one. They're all going to frame it and put it in their house. You know, it's, that's, that's how we came, came about the name. And, uh, and I must say, Fokov Pulisikar kind of inspired it. Yes. They were the Afrikaans version. And, and I was like, Ooh, they're getting a lot of publicity from this. Taxi violence is getting a lot of publicity. Let's use that. And, yeah. And kind of, Yeah. That's crazy. Actually, so, you know, to be honest with you, when I, when I first, because I want, I mean, obviously what the first thing I do when I know I'm going to be speaking to a guest, I'll go straight to the Spotify. I mean, that's the, naturally the, the thing that one will do when, when intervie interviewing an artist. Now I'll go listen to the albums. Then I went to YouTube and I went taxi violence and all I got was taxi violence. <laughs> so I had to go taxi violence band and then I got, got your music. It's, and, and uh, geez, cool. there's a lot of taxi violence up there, friends. <laughs> I know. Yeah. At the, I mean, at the time we didn't think of the negative connotations to it, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was just like, yeah, it's cool publicity, whatever. Um, but yeah, obviously we don't, um, uh, agree with any of that kind of stuff the yeah, yeah the, the violence sure. and then shit we're just a angry rock band yeah well i mean the, <laughs> i mean you know what i've been loving that whole like um that uh, what was it uh, the one song i was listening to you've got a, that uh what's it brain mash ding, yes ding, ding. like i just really love that kind of i just it's it's catchy it's it knows how to can connect with an audience it's just it's rock and roll dude and i love it um yeah so so just, we were quickly talking about the gap how long was the gap between uh fresh and taxi because when uh, four did you, years I wanted, if i remember correctly. okay so so then four years and then what happened that four years when you when you met the new band the, the band members and stuff how did you get to know all the guys um so uh Okay, between 2000 and 2003, I did the whole dub DJ thing and I learned how to make some electronic music and all kinds of stuff. 
Um, but I actually met the band guys. It's a classic taxi violence story. But uh, we met uh, at school because uh, okay. Drain was playing at Jan van Riebeck because we were a high school band. And okay. 508 was Rian and Louis and Ludi's band, the other three members of Taxi Violence. And the story goes, uh, they spat on us and they say, <laughs> we spat on them during the show. Yes, man. Nope, nobody, nobody wants to admit anything. So we just left it there. Anyway, so there was always a bit of rivalry there. And then uh, when I came back from England, um, uh, you know, the guys had a, had a band uh, with Arnu Carstens, a mm -hmm. new porn. Okay. And um, some, some of the guys, Rian specifically. Um, and then that kind of ended. And um, then uh, the other guys in the band discovered Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. And um, they were like, fuck, I want a band like this. I want a band like Queens of the Stone Age. And um, so those three, five or eight members uh, got together, started jamming together. And they were like, we're looking for a vocalist. And then I think Rihanna heard me while I was still in Fresh. I was like, what about George? And then... At, they asked me, and at first I was like very reluctant because I was like, mm, "Is this a trap? Are <laughs> 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 oh, they going to spit on me again?" <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, um, yeah, we had our first jam. It was, it was awkward, but we wrote three songs that basically went onto our first EP. And uh, yes, yeah. Um, the Taxi Violence self-titled EP. It's a red one. You can't find it anywhere. It's got nothing left to lose on it. Waking up and rock out. And from that I've EP... Got I've got it. Oh, well, go. good for you. <laughs> I got it from a Cash Crusaders. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, well, good I, for you, Art. I got it from a Cash Crusaders. Oh, I wow, can't believe really? someone sold it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it must have been stolen because it cost me five bucks. <laughs> That's amazing. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was our sort of introduction into the whole thing with that EP. I was, I yeah, it, also to add to, to between 2000 and 2004, I went and studied sound engineering at Cape Audio College. Okay, with and, Ray. Uh, uh, with Ray and Richard yeah, Arriman. And, and Gaston and all those dudes. Yes, and, um, you know, the, the type of stuff that I was recording and the type of production that I was using, I was using from the dub influence. And uh, Richard Arriman, that was one of the lecturers, sort of noticed how I was producing different kinds of stuff than the other students. And um, he eventually opened his own studio called Rockadog. Okay. Rockadog Productions. And then he asked me to come and, and sort of intern there, which I was like, geez, lecture is asking me to come do this. Obviously, I'm yeah. going to say yes. And he saw something then, in you. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd be making uh, sort of library music, everything from drum and bass to hip hop to, to jazz, to whatever, on reason during the day. And then I'd get bands in to come and record. And obviously, Taxi recorded some of our stuff there. Uh, we did our first... EP and our second album 
with with Richard at what was the second album we were having a conversation the other day not Soul Shaker no the second album was what was it the turn the turn oh yes yes the turn that was it because because um I had it open here quickly it's it it's the turn Soul Shaker I mean untie the turn Soul Shaker and then tenfold yes that's correct yeah so full four full length albums i mean i mean that's 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 a feat for for any for any band in south africa you know i mean and and when when did you guys start like touring heavily like was it after untie yourself after the turn where where did it start getting big for you because i mean i know a lot of people that i can just randomly bump into and they'll know taxi violence and they'll know the songs and stuff like that we we kind of started we did like weekend tours uh occasionally in 2006 2007 2008 and then we changed management and um then the management was just amazing and it went from this to like up there and we were yeah pretty much playing every second weekend of a month and we'd played three or four shows. So I'd say about eight shows in a month, almost. Wow, that's, uh, that's a lot, eh? Various different places. Um, I think the most shows we played in a year was 139, but for South Africa, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's you a know? lot. I mean, considering all the venues and, and all that kind of jazz. It, yeah, it was hard pressed to get to get a show where you'll get two different crowds at 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 a different show, but that that's awesome, dude. Um, so you you went through this whole process, and then I started practicing at Kill City, and I had no, I knew about taxi violence and all that kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden. Like I don't want to, I don't want to move away from the taxi violence thing. Is is, is all of a sudden Good Wembley, uh, Good Night Wembley came around in about 2012, yeah. 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, I I still want to cover the tenfold and stuff. I know we we can't keep you here forever, but um, I'll, you've you've got, got some food in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me actually go check on that. Is that okay, okay? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. We can do some plugs. <laughs> go for it. Check it out. Hey, go for it. All right, so we're not going to keep George, uh, uh, George for too much longer, but nah. um, no, but dude, I mean, like, um, I remember the first time that uh, I played with Taxi Violence. This was really funny. It was the first time I met them, and it was when I was with uh, Roswell Kings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a good story coming out. <laughs> so we we were playing at Mercury, and it and it was uh, Taxi Violence was uh, supporting, mm-hmm. and it was one of Russell King's uh, last shows. So we made a t-shirt and on the back of the t-shirt, it had taxi violence and small, like as support. But uh, I remember it was the first time I met them and then they, they were supposed to play like a half an hour, 35 minutes set. They played for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> were they one of those bands that yeah, they played, overdid their they set? They played for an hour. I was pissed off. I was like, geez, man, it's like, you know, people are going to leave. They, Shit, I remember. And then, like, um, not long after that, 
like Roswell Kings played another show, but we were supporting them. That's crazy. <laughs> and it was like totally swapped around. And it was like, okay. And then that's when Roswell Kings died. But it was, and then I made friends with them afterwards. But uh, I, I would, I've still got that t shirt somewhere with Taxi Violence really small <laughs> on the back. And I just remember them playing for ages. And we are getting pissed off at them because they won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's amazing. Let's, let's, um, I saw some comments um, pull up there. Let's, let's react to some comments. Well, we got uh, Josh saying, where is Eddie? Where is Eddie? Yeah, I need to ask pooch. George about Eddie yeah. for sure. The pooch. Eddie Vedder. And then he said he misses him. I miss him. Yeah, I also miss him. And then earlier it was uh, Dennis. Was Denise. Denise. The taxi is violent and the system is ill. Yeah, buddy. Actually, while we do it, we might as well plug some ill system. Ill system rock bottom has recently been released. Uh on mongrel records it's the first time i've ever been signed to a label where they do all the distribution and stuff so that's been fun um go check out rock bottom on youtube on spotify and all that kind of stuff i love the track shauna really knocked it out the park with the with the vocals on that one and uh that was a fun one to put together it's this this thanks track. thanks dude it. i appreciate it Even there's some oh yeah well Even done man Karen well done yeah there's some there's some new ones to come but uh, we got george back he's <laughs> you know what George, I gotta be impressed. I gotta say to you, I'm impressed, dude. So you've got some food in the oven. What is it? Some roasted mm. roasted veggies. You got some chicken breasts. What's happening, bro? What's what's for dinner? Uh, I'm making some fish tonight. Uh, I've Ooh. got some onions and potatoes in the in the in the oven, which is pretty much burnt to a crisp now. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, but dude. It's, it's, I should have put it on a lower setting. Uh, it's, but it's uh, okay. un unbeknownst to a lot of people, I'm actually quite a foodie. I, okay, I enjoy nice making Likewise. making food at home and, and, and actually chilling a lot. Um, when I'm out and about, I do my thing. And then yeah, <laughs> um, sure. when I'm at home, I chill. I chill hard. And I and I watch a lot of Seinfeld and, and, nice and stuff like that. And The Office, you know. Um, I'm actually very out. chilled. Nice, yeah, nice. I'm very chill. I remember one time I met you, um, it was... Ramfest 2013, I think it was, uh, was that beautiful circle of dreams, I think, in Refuse on the Ant. And uh, I think it was, it. it was the, it was the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think it was, I think it was um, the Kill Switch Engage Trivium mm, uh, Ramfest. Yes, yes, yes. I think Goodnight Wembley played the main stage uh, at that, uh, at that show. Uh, I remember just coming up to you afterwards and being like, Hey George, that was a great show. Nice to meet you. I practiced at your spot once, you know, being that little fanboy, And then all of a sudden <laughs> I got clocked from behind from this random drunk dude, um, ended up getting on a tussle on the floor and he got kicked out and they were like, sorry, dude, uh, this guy's crazy. So I didn't, I, I thought I'd done something wrong, but apparently I didn't. So <laughs> it was a rather confusing uh, moment in my life, but uh, it was at the bar at that, at that uh refuse on the end who the hell was it. that some dude just lashed at me bro he started clapping me he ripped my shirt it's not a friend of ours <laughs> no 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 it was it was it was about five minutes after i had uh, said good show and stuff to you but that's when but sorry that's, about that, that i don't know no no it was i'm not saying it was one of your friends dude i'm just saying that's what happened <laughs> um no it definitely wasn't one of your buddies for sure um and um yeah that was just such a crazy show and then i think goodnight wembley 
is was a mixture between Seventh Son, good uh, uh, Seventh Son, Taxi Violence, and um, uh, Dead, Dead Lucky, Lucky, and uh, Yes Sir, Mister Machine. Yes Sir, Mister Machine. Okay, that's yeah. crazy. So, so yeah, tell me about that. Um, so basically, you know, uh, um, the, Rian and Louis from from Taxi wanted to branch out a bit and do something different. And uh, they started Beast with uh, Inga Beckman and uh, Sasha from The yes. Plastics. And yeah. uh, I, I did some pre-production for them on that. And then they went and recorded it with uh, Sound and Motion, Fuzzy, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just seeing them being able to collaborate with different people and how it was fun to do something different to what you used to. Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, I was like also itching to do something different and something mm -hmm. that was maybe a little bit more my own. Um, so uh, Nick, Nick Gard from Seven Sun, mm -hmm. uh, we were working together at, uh, at Kill City at the time. And we were like, oh, dude, uh, don't you miss those grunge days and the, uh, and he's like, yes, I do. And he's like, why don't we start a band? And then he's like, okay, cool, let's do it. And um, then, um, you know, because uh, Dead Lucky was rehearsing there, I uh, obviously knew Jean Middelfinger. Yeah, yeah. And the guitarist. Um, Chris. Alex. Alex. Oh, Alex, sorry. And Alex. Is the other and Alex is an amazing guitarist and good songwriter. And, and John, obviously, a great drummer uh and a dangerous man um <laughs> yeah. to, to, to know so you know it was at the danger element in there um yeah, and then i just i just, <laughs> <laughs> i just remember um gideon from um uh, from yes and mr machine and i always thought geez that guy's got a great tone and he's a good bloody bassist uh because we saw him once at mercury and uh so me and Nick basically assembled this whole band and yeah, we kind of just went from there. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause then dude, I mean, and you take this however you feel as I remember listening, I was driving home from, um, um, from work the one day and I used to do a long drive between Bantry Bay and, and the Southern suburbs. And I, and the song came on and I was like, Fuck, this is really catchy. This is really good. And I was like, get on the time machine and yes. fly home. Um, and it goes, ding, 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 And that was just so catchy from the get-go. And I was like, this guy's voice is incredible. And then I, I want, I was like, Sh I, and like, like I said, I was like, this sounds like Lenny Kravitz. At, at just, yeah. Just in a very short span, if you hear it, in the, I've heard in that, the yeah. Me, it was, it was just, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And um, I, I discovered that it was Goodnight Wembley, a local band from Cape Town, comprised of a, 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 a members from different bands. I was like, holy shit, I've got to get involved. I need to know these people. I need to mm. do follow my dream. And actually, and I, I got to be honest with you, I think it inspired me more to to pursue my own music little venture 
myself because I had picked up the guitar in 2011 again after 15 years of not touching it and got involved and then eventually through Gumtree found my dudes. But I was like, wow, these guys on these guys on 5FM, these guys are rocking and rolling. This is a catchy ass song. It's on my playlist that I play all the time. Um, I was just amazed. And and you guys really, really put together a great set at Ramfest as well. Um, so, well, thanks, the, so was it just a natural, like we're going to do a once or five and then what happened there? We, we were just like, okay, let's see what happens. And um, we, we wrote two songs that we recorded with uh, Brendan Rousseau or Rusty at, mm-hmm. uh, fuck, what was the place called? I can't remember now, but it was above um, Mar- Marshall Music where, where oh, yes. Tom's is now. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Brendan was, yeah, I've wor- we worked with Brendan before that uh, with Taxi. And uh, he's such a professional um, guy to work with and so easy to work with. And he brings the best out of you. He really does. Um, that's part of why a lot of our albums sound the way they do, because he, he was involved with it. And I give all the praise to him. And I learned so much from him as a, as a sound engineer as well. Um, but... We we just kind of said okay let's let's do these two tracks and see what happens and what what my whole mission was and um, somebody actually said this to me and the strangest person you wouldn't believe it was Kevin Winder from Mercury okay. he said um, bands are too scared to have hooks in South Africa and I Why? took that to heart I don't know because that. I, th- I, 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 I like think a lot of bands thing where everybody's like, Oh, you can't have a catchy song or like what? I mean, it doesn't make no, any I, sense to me. I think a lot of bands in South Africa play for other bands. They're not playing for people. And Fucking hell. Jesus. you're not I've been saying you, that for ages. Art, Art can I'm, you please, I'm, can you clip that? I've been saying that for ages. I'm going to clip this. You're not playing for other musicians you're playing for an audience and and so we kind of said okay yes it's commercial rock sure Mm -hmm. it's got edge though it's still got edge but it's got a hook you can sing along to it you remember it and um that was the whole thought process behind goodnight Wendy. it was like don't try and be too different too cool don't play for other musicians. You're playing for an audience that likes rock and roll. So give them something that they can sing along to at a show or at a braai or whatever. And that's that was the story of Goodnight Wembley, the, the whole idea behind it. Sure. Yes, it was grungy. At uh, that time, it was still kind of okay. That's, to, it's pretty rough. No, I mean, grungy, rock and roll, more like rock – you know, it, there was a very big, like, blues rock element to it. Yes. Um, yeah, that too. Yeah, that was great. Um, so then Tenfold came along thereafter, the 10-year anniversary yes. of of Taxi Violence. Now, talking, not going too deep about the Tenfold album, because that was, the, I mean, the Soul Shake was released in 2013. Then a short, I don't think it was 
uh, was the two thousand? When was it? When was uh, your tenure? It was ten two thousand and sixteen? Eh? Oh, two, I don't know. Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> but then, but then, but just just talking about the album. Um, is there anything coming from Taxi Violence in the future? Because I saw you uh, actually posted uh, about the show today, and you're talking about past, present, and future. What's happening in the future? Well, um, a while back, probably about, I'd say about five months ago, um, Taxi started jamming again. Uh, and, and guess what? I was on drums. <laughs> um, Louis from Taxi, who was originally the drummer, was on bass. He also played bass and beast. Mm -hmm. And Rian stayed on guitar, but he also played bass and beast. Mm -hmm. um, so the three of us got together and we just said, let's have some beers, smoke some shit and, <laughs> yeah. um, and make some weird ass shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, who cares what it comes out as we, we don't have anybody to please, but ourselves. Take it back to the do, old days. And we do what we want. And, um, uh, we, we got one really nice song out of it. Um, that we did pre-production for at Kill City when it when it was still going. And uh, we, we're probably going to re-record that with Richard Harriman at Cape Audio College at some stage. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let a student do it, but um, uh, yes, if he's doing it, then, you know, I'd be producing it and the rest of the band be producing it and, and mixing together. I think uh, we could get get something really cool going with a big drum, live drum sound, live room drum sound. Um, and then we've got two more, two more songs that we've kind of written and we just kind of record them on the phone so we can remember the stuff because we're never really quite cognitive. Um, uh, but uh, now who's going to join us now is Chris from Stoker. Okay, um, Chris Bornman. So Yes, of course, Chris Bornman. Uh, yes. So we, uh, I was at a dinner with Louis and Chris the other night. And, uh, uh, you know, I just said, guys, let's, let's jam. You know, I'm, I'm bored out of my skull. Uh, I need to do something. I need to, to be creative. And they were immediately, yes, Rian actually said it the other day. Um, so, so that's, that's something exciting to look forward awesome, to. Dude. And uh, we, we're going to be doing it at, at this new project that I'm um, sort of involved with. The place is called Cahoots. Okay. And um, Oh, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let me just prop myself up quickly. Are you, have you already got another idea with a, a, a venue vibe? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. The floor is yours. Um. So basically what, what the, the concept behind the, the building or the, the, what the idea is, is there's the ground floor is a collectibles antique shop. Yeah. The first floor is um, offices that you rent out to creatives in the fashion, art, music, Fuck, film, that is a good idea. photography, kind of um, realm mm -hmm. uh, there's hard desks but it's all kind of like 
it's creative. We, you know, it's not necessarily geared towards um, music. No, not you know. There's not going to be any rehearsals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, myself and Dan Thackeray, uh, we oh, are. Oh, I know Dan. Dan yes. Thackeray, legend. Yeah, I heard, I heard I've you had guys many good <laughs> you know, We've we've had ups and downs, my brother. But like, I've I love Dan. Um, well, um, yes, as well. Uh, what was that band called that he was busy that he was playing? Uh, just you know, it'll it'll come to you. But but hey, listen, I've got all the love for Dan, dude. Yeah, as you would say that we've had our ups and downs. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to have it any other way with him. He, I met him yeah. through uh, Charles Nutton Pullen, uh, who is a bandmate of mine. Um, mm. We've only had absolute excellent uh, jaws together, so that's cool, dude. Yeah, tall Dan. Yeah, so, love it. So we are uh, putting t- t- together. Um, business plans and and quotes and stuff and and we've got investors lined up to to sort of just get a, a recording studio together in the same building wow um so then it then it becomes a sort of complete unit of fashion art photography film um music um and 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 we do events there as well by the way so if you uh want to get hold of us um space rock studios to- that was the one that he had. Yes, that's what, that's it's, it. what it that's used it. to be. Sorry, but, it just um, popped to my head. So go check out Cahoots on Facebook. It's Okay, so it's gallery. all live. It, there's, there's stuff live there ready for you to it's, go check it's out. Very, it's very, um, very new. We, we still need to take professional photos, but we're trying to get people in there. Um, yeah, and um, then, then there's a gallery part uh, both floors then oh, sorry there's a second floor mm-hmm. which is then uh, open to, to to gallery and and events and, and and it's about the size of the old assembly it's about 500 square meters wow so it's big, a massive dude. space both floors and um, we do markets gallery events photo shoots there's infinity curve there's all kinds of things but it's creative people connecting with each other kind of like what kill city used to be mm-hmm. where bands used to come in a network and and see each other and, and talk to each other and then they'd be playing shows together and already i can see with the people that are there they're collaborating this guy wants something made uh for a photo shoot this guy wants a hat this guy wants something shot so everybody's kind of working together to, to form this collaborative creative process and an idea. So this is something I'm really excited about. And, awesome, and that's dude. kind of the future for, for now, but hopefully we can get the studio side up, but it will, it will focus more on, on TV adverts and, and voiceovers and yeah, like an audio production, like actual agency. Yes. But of course we, we are totally open to, to record bands and stuff. I, you know, I don't want to lose that kind of thing yeah. that we've been doing for so long. Uh, well, before you know I, it, dude, it's, it's almost yeah. going to, I mean, before you know it, I mean, all this is going to, you know, I, I sound like a little bit of a positive uh, Pamela, but the, it's going to end eventually. 
So is this like an idea a la Kill City Blues 2.0? The, the, before you answer that question... Without actually, rehearsals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, without the rehearsals, of course. I mean, listen, to be honest with you, the rehearsals for me, uh, if I was in your uh, shoes, I would have... It would have drove, driven me crazy because all the equipment there would have been mine. I would have been walking into the studios going, hey, that PA is clipping the whole time it's 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 you know i wouldn't want if, if someone's playing with my shit i don't want them to play with it uh yeah yeah, yeah yeah in a in a very savory type of way you know so i would be very hands-on and say hey that pa is too loud that bass amp's too loud you're gonna blow this you're gonna blow that and i feel like mm. that was a lot of shit that you had to deal with uh at kill city <laughs> uh i did i did have to i did have to i um, yeah i, I no, did <laughs> I did have to, I, um, no, I had to, I had to deal with a lot of that, but, um, you know, I, I actually got quite lucky because people were understanding. And, and when you tell them this is as loud as the PA can go, you need to bring your, your amps down, um, in order for you to actually hear the vocals. Get a, get a good sound. Yeah, of course. It's the, so people un understood that and and uh, very rarely did we get um uh, appeal from that although you know there's it always it happens always somebody <laughs> or some band and then you're like oh it's these guys again Ugh. anyway <laughs> but but that happens with with any business you know yeah, yeah. I think was may have like, been us for a period of time no, no i don't think so no. <laughs> But but there's there's always uh, always um, you know but but the the good times were really really good, and yeah. um, the spirit lives on like Julian Emden just just said in the chat. Yes, I I've I've had such a great time, and and met the most amazing people, um, artists and people just coming around and and you had um, functions where people network. Nobody else, yes. dude, uh, dude, George, you've got to sit back and pat yourself on the back, my friend. And I don't think you give yourself enough credit for the type of community, <laughs> the type of community that you created amongst all of us. We are all connected through your establishment, dude. And uh, you know, what? <laughs> but it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. I'm I'm sorry to be that guy, to be that soppy mm, motherfucker. Thank you. To say you created it. such a culture and a community at Kill City Blues, um, Kill City Blues. It's it, no, all of us are so appreciative of what you've done over the years. It was an establishment. It was a institution. And uh, thank you for always keeping the stuff upgraded. Thank you for just your hospitality Not always. keeping the beers dude <laughs> thank you for keep, keeping the beers cold look listen you you i i've been there enough to know that you never treated any of us in any um untoward fashion um from mm. the beginning so thank you very much for giving us that space and that opportunity to be creative because it was a very very creative space and i'm very stoked that you are taking it to the next level and you're applying some new creativity to create a new platform mm to to do precisely the same thing um that that follows on the same trajectory trajectory yes of of what kill city is so keep that going dude because you are a gel that keeps the little scene together um oh, thank we want to hear more from you we want to have you involved everywhere um 
Yeah, and I mean, you can just, to, to be honest with you, you can just see from when I announced that you were going to be on the show today, the amount, it's, it's the most any of the artwork or teasers or stingers have ever been shared. Speaking wow, of okay. which. Yeah, no, no, dude, totally. There's, it's it's the most oh, that's cool. traction anybody's ever shared. It. Like, oh, the boss man I needs to speak. Uh, yeah, exactly, dude. So you <laughs> you need to you need to you need to take that and, and, and roll with it, dude. Uh, because not only are you a talented musician, you obviously know what you want in the business. So without me yeah, sucking your yeah. D too much, uh, I thank you for having uh for for having you on the show and and all that jazz, dude. I look it's forward been to a another round. Yeah, I must also but, say um, that, uh, dude, before you continue, I must also say that <laughs> I've, I've been very proud, even being involved in the little way I have been with Kill City. And I've been around since... The Kill City Coalition, brother. Since you took it over from uh, from Kevin Winder when it was next door to Mercury. And then just... Mm, be yeah, before it was Kill City, yeah. Yeah, before it was Kill City and, and me helping you with all your posters and... And the logos yeah, thank and you so much for that. It's like I, it, I, I never charged you for anything because I was like, you know, this is such a cool thing, and I'm, I'm glad I had a small part in everything. And yeah, dude, thanks very much. And no, I dude, it, if it, if it wasn't for you, um, you know, the place wouldn't have added, had a look and a, and a feel, like you had the vision correct, the way I explained it to you, and it, and it always worked out. And I'll always be. A, so grateful for all your help. Well, we're it's grateful been... for you having the place open for every band to play, to practice right. and record, and Thank everything you. you've done for me as well, dude. I mean, there's no ways that that I could be saying that. Yeah, you need to thank me. It's it's never going to be that way. So it was. No, well, I'd, I'd actually like to take this opportunity to thank everybody that's ever come to Kill City and supported yeah. the place, um, and. And like I said, we've made great friendships, um, made great connections. Um, we've, I think we've helped, everybody's helped grow the industry. And, and it's a sad place we are in now. Um, it's a very sad place. And I'm, I'm, I don't know where and how we are going to recover from this, but, uh, it's going to take a place like Kill City to 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 get the play get people amped up again and and hopefully um, there is somebody out there hopefully 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 Soundcast can do that you know hopefully um, uh, F Sharp or you know those guys can do it you know somebody needs to to do to carry the flag now. Um, It'll be a very heavy flag for them to carry, dude. I don't think any. Nobody can pull their shoes. Yeah, no, nobody no can way. pull their shoes. But I want to ask you, dude. So, are you? And, and let's just before we go there, Leon Lucas, dude, met the coolest Oaks Leon. and made the best friends. We might not always be together, but we will always have the best jewels when seeing everyone again. That's the kind of culture you created, George. Like, to be honest mm, with you, thank dude. you. Um, here, here says says Julia Enden, um, dude. The K KCB brand will still be alive, right? I I believe so. I believe so. If they, we will find a way somehow to keep it alive. Say so if, if I approached you in a year's time and said, "Listen, let's open up a rehearsal studio. Would you buy in?" <laughs> Don't put me on the spot, dude. Answer, answer my question. 
<laughs> I can't say yes. Yeah, that, okay. You know, it's hard work, I, dude. I know. Um, it it's very hard work, and and I must say, in in, in all honesty, you know, truth be told, it, it was thirteen years of my life that I that I spent doing yeah. city and building that place up, and but your spirit kind of like gets broken after a while because mm -hmm. there's no your passion you lose kind of things passion change. for the things change yeah and you need to kind of stay motivated and it becomes more and more difficult you know especially when you charge so little for a rehearsal and then drum kits that have been there for 10 15 10 to 12 years are not in the best shape that they are anymore mm -hmm. And they can't always be fixed and whatever, but your prices are low. So it's kind of like then people leave and, um, you know, it, it, it was kind of heartbreaking, but I, I get it. But at the same time, it's been drum kit that was mm. used seven days a week for, for sure. you know, 13 years. Yeah, no, no, you know, for you, sure. You can't always keep up. It all worked. It all worked. Yeah. You know, it's a shout out Little to Little things like that, you yeah. know. Little things like that. Um, but sure. but you lose passion after a while, you know. You and I always try to keep it fresh and clean and um, and 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 make it feel new and exciting. But you know, the money wasn't always there. The the passion uh, was though always. The, it not always. Is not it? always. Okay. Yeah. There were there were down times. There were times where you doubted yourself and you were like, am, am I, am I still, you know, is it worth it? Are people appreciating what I'm doing is, you know, there's a lot of things that go through your head mm -hmm. and also, yeah. Well, a lot of people who knew you would definitely say that they appreciate it because I, for one, someone who'd spent many years, especially at the new spot. I mean, I only spent, I only had two practices at the old uh, spot next to Mercury that was, I only had two practices ever. And then all of a sudden it was a new move and it was just such a joyous time in my life. So thank you, dude. I really appreciate it. I think Art wants to say something. What's up, brother? <laughs> there was a few times that I practiced at other places and I felt like I was cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I felt like people were cheating on me. Yeah, for dude, sure. It, it, it was so, it was so weird. Cause like it was, I mean, I think one of the occasions was because there was there wasn't space. It was available. fully booked, but fully booked, and that's yeah. always a good thing. And, yeah, and, but um, I felt so weird, man. I was like, I shouldn't be here. I'm like an enemy territory. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But George, dude, um, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I don't want your potatoes to be any more rock hard than they are. Um, I just want to say thank That's you so much good. for taking the time to join the show and have a chat to me. It's been a long time. I have asked you many times. I mean, we, we've we, no, I mean, not asked you many times. We've had many chats about it, whether you remember it or not. <laughs> but I remember the... I, most the, most of them. Exactly. But hey, look, the, the, you, you've always been a busy man when I've chatted to you. So, you know, you've always got, you've, you've always got the, your eye on the prize. And the one time I said to you, you realized after 10 minutes who I was at the golf club when we were swinging golf yes, balls yes. with Jethro <laughs> and the dudes where you were yeah. like, holy shit, is, it, is that, I didn't recognize you because I wasn't wearing a backwards cap. I think I've stopped the backwards <laughs> cap thing. 
You're like, dude, you're not wearing a backwards cap, but I don't recognize you anymore. So I forgive you for all that because it's not your fault. Um, Thank you. I, Thank I was hiding you. under oh, a forwards cap. Namaste. <laughs> yeah. Namaste, brother. Namaste. But uh, I can't. Before you say any more, you say any more <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a few extra comments here. Julian, absolute selfishness for the sake of music, maximum effort for little reward. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely Thank think you, Julian. People, Thank you for saying that. People weren't taking it. Uh, you know, taking you for granted, they really did see, but those people that were taking you for granted, they bunch of pussy. Anyway. <laughs> but but no. listen, there's, there's a lot of, a lot to take out of this, essentially George and art at the same yeah. time is, is now you realize how many people's lives you touched along the way. Keep it up, dude, because I know you're going to do it again. Yeah. I know they you're going to bring out new music above age 18. <laughs> yes man i love it i love it what julian <laughs> said amazing but dude george thank you so much uh, for joining the show bro i couldn't be more appreciative yeah. thank you for telling us about the history of drain of fresh of taxi violence you know what one thing we didn't talk about was crawling king snake but you know what i can listen to that on the vodacom adverts yeah wasn't it vodacom King Price, King, King Price, Price Okay, I, it was but if red, so. is doing it, then they need to earn money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Vodacom, King Price. Okay, yeah. Because, I'm going to go um, check that out, motherfuckers. Get Jason onto it. Yeah, all I can yeah. say is you, you Jason, really Jason, I know make... you're watching. Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Ling, eh? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll He's give you 10,000 eh? rand. No, Jason is in uh, Berlin at the moment. Okay, Berlin. nice one. Shout out Jason Ling, man. You're a legend. Living um, the life. That's it, man, dude. But thank you so much for joining the show, bro. It's been yeah. an absolute blast. Thank, thank you, you for, for having telling... me. Yeah, man. Um, uh, listen, let's do it again when we when mm. when the when cohort is up. Is it is cohort? Eh? Yes. When it when it's up cahoots. Sorry, man. Cahoots. When it's cahoots. up and running, <laughs> and yeah, sorry, man. Cohort, my cahoots um when it's up and running let's let's get together and chat about it and we can have a we can have a chin wag about where where to go from here because i want to hear music from george van espay taxi violence and all the good stuff dude thank you so much for joining the show thank you very much have all a right, good night man. guys sweet brother Cheers, all bro. the best all right Bye. that was george van espay of Taxi Violence, Kill City Blues, Goodnight Wembley, Crawling King Snake, you name it. He's a legend of the Cape Town scene. He's provided yeah. a platform for all of us, a network for all of us. Yeah. Um, everybody needs to just uh, take a moment to say, listen, Kill City Blues is an end of an era, but uh, the, the legend will definitely live on. Um, I'm super stoked to have had uh, George on the show. I can't wait to have him back on again because that cohort... Cahoots idea no. sounds insane. I cannot wait, dude. I'm so excited. But dude, I almost can I tell you what I want to do, Art? What? I want to play that time machine because it, it's almost indicative of the the time we're living in now. You know, like a good light uh, that that uh, get in the time machine. And let's fly home. Who cares about um, the 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 copyright? Uh, Okay. Thing. Plus, I need a pee, like okay. a motherfucker. I'll, I'll try and find it. The biggest reward was bringing muses together and sharing the love and passion for music. Leon, dude, that's exactly what it's all about, dude. And uh, I think, well, what would have happened if we didn't have Kill City Blues at bloody uh, um, next to Mercury or or at uh, the Hopkins and Shannon Street? 
uh, venue. Thanks, George. Some wise words to ponder, refining your voice and stuff. That's from Carolyn Carolyn Bayer. I'm going to call it Carolyn Bayer because that's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> Not Carolyn Bayer de Grief. <laughs> but yeah, let's. Um, can you find it? Is it possible to, for you to find that song? Because uh, uh, Anything is possible if you give me enough seconds. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Because, dude, that was so much fun. I hope everybody... <laughs> there he is he's still there um that's amazing dude uh, did, did you keep him back in just to he's, hear the rest of the show dude he's still on oh sick okay okay um because you. you know it just it feels very apt for this moment in time <laughs> repeat after me <laughs> i am a little fairy i am a little fairy short and stout <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Okay, yeah. sweet. Oh, the alt tab Boy, is back. Alt tab is alt -tab. back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never left. <laughs> okay, All right, cool. let's get that song Isn't going, bro. Cool, man. All right, yeah, George. Thank you so much, dude. Legend. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers man. Bro. Love all around. That's fucking rad. Oh, uh, so rad. What's happening? What's happening? There's George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to get concentrate. Him out of here. Come on, bro. Yeah, Just yeah, end yeah. the meeting and then there's there. There we go. There it is. Cool. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take take it. There we go. Lekker, Oaks. Thank you, guys. Amazing. Yeah, thanks man, I really appreciate it. Okay brah. Cheers. Bye.
God right damn. Here. Oh, you know what that means? You know what that means? Oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. Hey, there we go. There we go. Listen, if you're listening, you hear that? <laughs> oh, shit. Drink, drink, drink. That the, is our the South tradition. slider was off the view. Okay. The All right. Okay. So we were muted there. So that was George. Yes. Funnespay of Taxi Violence, Kill City Blues, um, Goodnight Wembley, Crawling King Snake, uh, absolute talented vocalist, musician, drummer, audio engineer, everything, and then some. Someone who had created a platform for all of us to network, to practice, to get better mm-hmm. um, at what we do. Uh, so thank you, George. It was an honor and a privilege to have you. Um, I can't wait to hear the Cahoots idea just go off. Shout out Dan Thackeray because, dude, I love you. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but I actually do love you, dude. I would love I'm to have... I'm always wondering to know what happened. Um, it, that we we can leave that for the next. For the ne- it's a long ass story. <laughs> we can leave it for the next episode. It was just a really uh, wild night, basically, okay. that led to him and I having a little bit of a spit, uh, a spat. But we no longer have to. We we don't we don't spat anymore. Dude, we were good, shit, bro. That, that shit I'm happens. A, I've had so many spats with people that we exactly. were like, Mate, just like the, the story I was telling you when exactly. we played with Taxi Bites the first time, and they played twice as long as they should have, and, and there we ended go. up being like best mates with them. Yeah, and it was. So uh, it's it it was nothing serious, nothing untoward, nothing illegal, nothing. It was. It's just one of those things when two people just bump heads once or twice and then there it is. I still love the guy to bits. He's an exceptional drummer. He's an exceptional musician, actually. He he um he he loves very um intricate and interesting instruments as well and he loves to um experiment with them as well. So I think uh, and go check out Dan Thackeray and, and Space Rock Studios. He's he's done some great work. I think he was actually involved in John Shaban's uh, solo album as well. I think he he uh, recorded John Shaban. Yeah, we got no, no no the John Shaban oh, album. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. at Space Rock Studios. He's a legend, dude. I absolutely love the guy. Um, I met him through Charles Nathan Pullen. Um, we're all interesting fellas, man. You know, yeah. not everybody's gonna um, gel at the get go with everybody all the time. No. But I I love the guy. And yeah. we we have developed a happy harmonious relationship since then. So, what anything that was insinuated is not true. Ah, uh, dude, that stuff passes the day. Of course, of course. And you know what? The thing is, I love the fact that we're so transparent on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, that was a great show. Hey, I mean, it was for you especially because you've played you've played shows with him in the past and that's what i actually wanted to ask him why am i not on the taxi violence wikipedia page as touring (laughs) drummer all right okay (laughs) and he even went artur pereira hey so he knows the whole bang shoot so he knows your reporter and and all that stuff so dude but dude thank you so much i mean you actually you gave me some some deep insight into into the band and stuff and you know it, this is also our fifth show together yes it is yes it is you enjoying i'm enjoying it there's still some creepy bits that's happening like the mutant nah, shit. it happens it happens but fuck whatever but yeah dude back i mean back to george and taxi violence and kill city i mean it is definitely like a, a new chapter that we don't even know what's going to happen that's 100 because yeah. like 
Kill City was really one of the places that I actually did really enjoy going to. Um, I never was once like, ah, shit, that place, whatever. I mean, yeah. obviously because I was supporting it as much as I can because mm-hmm. George is a mate. And, but you guys was, lived together at one yeah, stage, we, didn't we you? we lived together for a few years in the, in the uh, Fredo Hook, and it, and it was rad. I mean, <laughs> there was Pardon? a lot of cool stories, but uh, I won't get into that for <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, dude, I mean, just just being uh mates with those guys and i'm and i'm mates with like lots of people in the music industry and you know and being involved with multiple projects and stuff as you know but uh being involved even as in the in the um the team of taxi violence helping with their artwork and doing their album designs and stuff it was something that i really i really felt proud of that there was these guys that had you know, a bit of a chutzpah. Yeah. And they were sure. pushing forward, doing their own thing. And I was contributing to that. And it, it was just like a cool thing. I felt like I was like, you know, like a, like with the big bands, there's always like a team of people behind them. Yeah. It dude. felt cool being part of like that team. And even with uh, when, when he was doing uh, Kill City and, and helping him out with whatever posters that he needed and his logo and all that stuff. I mean, it, it felt rad doing that. And because it's so close to what you do on your side outside of, out of work, it, it felt like you were pushing for something to happen and, mm. and in your own realm of your passion. Yeah. And it was really awesome. And it, it, I'm really sad to see Kill City go. I'm even more sad that I wasn't able to make the time even during lockdown when we had the chance yeah. to go there. And just hey, but look, it was a risky period. We can't, we, you can't beat yourself up about no. something like that, dude. Yeah. You've got parents. I've got parents. My parents are 65 plus. Yeah. I, I, I didn't only think of myself. I thought of my surroundings, you know, yeah, the people I work with, the thing. people I interact with. And so it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's Jeez, just I'm, I'm a getting, natural. I'm getting fucking teary. Yeah, right. It's a natural. It's a natural exp- uh, uh, thing. But dude, it is what it is. Um, we will have George back. He's going to be doing the same thing, dude. Yeah. He, I promise you. He was put on this earth to connect people. So. And he's um, such a cool guy. I mean, he is a great guy. I mean, dude. everyone that hangs right with him, no one's ever said any any bad words about it ever. well if anything he's misunderstood in the sense that i think when... he misunderstands himself yeah because every i mean you saw the comments and stuff everyone's just like you know really well, the, super appreciative but that that's basically what i'm saying in terms of my point is that i think he's misunderstood and that if people like talk to him and stuff he's, he's just overwhelmed in the sense that someone's trying to talk to him he's trying to do work at the same time it's like yeah. he can't give he can't spread himself that thin and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. George, you're a fucking legend. We love you. We can't wait to hear some more music coming out of you yeah. and um, and the bands, whatever bands you so wish. Listen, hey, I'll tell you what. If you want to make some tunes with me or with myself and Art, let's start a band, bro. You just seem like the type of dude that has the passion uh, to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, with saying that, that was an absolutely special episode. I'm super happy. Art, I've actually you you've, you're getting me moved, bro. <laughs> like holy shit. Yeah. Um, it's it. I mean, people always see me as like the the uncomfortable yeah. or tough guy, or, or you know, or yeah, just a bit of a moaner, but. You know, I'd, it's actually the first time I've actually seen you, uh, <laughs> seen your soft side, dude. That's uh, crazy. I, it, you know, it is again. I mean, our uh, the music scene that you were we there from the in, beginning. Yeah, the music scene that we sit in is is so small geologically speaking that uh, something like this is a big hit, and it takes someone 
with more with more of a drive that George George had to do something that sure. he did. It'll take a lot more for someone else to do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. It, it sucks, but that's look, selfless. Like Julian said in the chat, it's a really selfless act. Eh? It is. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to say anything, dude. Yeah. I think. I think uh, you. You've. Uh, you've definitely. You've said it all with the emotions and stuff, and I appreciate yeah. that. As you, as the producer, getting emotional about it. So, oh, thank you. Thank you, dude. I mean, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I think we're going to end it on that. That was a yeah. super special episode. Thank you to George for joining us. Um, you're a legend. Even my dogs are walking and going, hey, what's taking you so long? But um, <laughs> hey, man, this has been a great episode. Let's leave it at that. I look forward to seeing all the new stuff from George. But guys, hit a subscribe if you like the show. Send a, a, a share to someone if you if you think they're going to enjoy the show as well don't forget the show is also available on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts all all the places if you don't want to see my ugly mug um george is my meme godfather yeah damn dude i was on his instagram earlier he, sh he shares those memes like crazy bro <laughs> um but uh yeah it was a great episode thank you we've gone a little bit too long tonight but everybody enjoy the easter weekend please be safe out there we know what's happening in this world please be safe um adhere to the guidelines we don't want this thing to spike again um don't but at the nice. same time sending love to you and yours this is Papa Jesus, episode 78, with George Finnespay of Taxi Violence, Crawling King Snake, Good Night Wembley, and Kill City Blues from myself and producer Art. Till then, we say peace. Ah, yeah, that's where we're going.